This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hello, Caitlin. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm fine. And it is also good to see you. Why did I say that? Listen, Especially it's not illegal. It's not illegal to say how are you. It is a nice idea to say. I don't even care, honestly. I'm like, not, I don't care. But I just like I know how you are because we just right. said like hanging we by a thread. Yeah, hanging so by a thread. I, just, I hate that I just say it because it's like it's just stupid. It's just it's, stupid. Just, it's I need to just yeah. move on from it instead of like making a big deal. That's <laughs> all. I need to just say like mm, sorry. Got to stop saying that. Yeah, or just yeah, it's all good. Or fine. just say it. Yeah, great to see fine. you. It's so great Truly. to see you. One of these nights, we are both going to show up in that fucking sweatshirt. So <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, is, I'm like, is today the day? It's, today, it's right? just the best, though. It is the best. So it is. It is the best sweatshirt. My favorite thing now. Um, Old Navy has expanded their sizing, so they make talls and like so much stuff. So like, I can have a sweatshirt that covers Yay! my whole arm. Yeah. And say like, about the, the plus size shit is awesome. I mean, they've always been really good. Obviously, this is not sponsored, but they've always been good. And now all their shit is in all sizes. It's like, duh. Why does everybody best. do that? I don't understand why. So silly. So freaking silly. Okay. We have Truly. a huge night tonight. So let's get into it. Uh, we just finished our How I Met Your Father finale reaction video. Uh, no spoilers, but you definitely want to watch the episode. It is yes. very, very good. And if you love How I Met Your Mother, you're listening to this podcast, so I know you do, you're going to love this episode. Even if you haven't liked all of the other episodes or many of them, you're going <laughs> to like this episode. I was, was in great. tears. Caitlin was probably close to tears. She has a heart blacker yeah. than mine. <laughs> Uh, it's like misty. Yeah. So yeah. So that our reaction video is now up on Patreon. Mm -hmm. If you're a follower there, that's amazing. That's an extra perk that we do is uh, re react well, reacts to um, each of the How I Met Your Father episodes. We have two new patrons. Speaking of Patreon, so thank you, Christopher C and Lauren. Very thank nice you. to have you. Welcome. Yeah. Um, and also. We have decided we want to do a season five finale live watch via cast, which is something we've done in the past that's been so much fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so mark your calendars. Sunday, April 3rd, we are doing the Doppelgangers <laughs> watch. We haven't picked a time I yet, but we will find something that works, hopefully, for our international friends and our U.S. friends. I can't believe – I just can't believe we're at the end of season five. I cannot believe it. It's really almost here. We I just know. have Wedding Bride to get to, which is not – well, after this one. Robots versus Wrestlers, amazing. Wedding Bride, fart. And then Doppelgangers, which is so sweet and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's just – so it's going to be a great episode to watch live. We can all chat with each other, and then we'll have a little time for people to jump in and, and give their own reactions. Um, so that's Sunday, April 3rd. Mark your calendars, and we'll put – more info up on our social as that gets closer. And last but not least, before we get into this wonderful episode, we got a new five-star review. 
Yay. And it's from one of our oldest listeners, longest listeners, I guess, uh, Eric, <laughs> who is a pastor now. I don't know if this was always a thing. Or wait, 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 wait. This is a different Eric. This is not Pirate Eric. I thought Pirate Eric had become a pastor. This is Pastor Eric, who's written some wonderful emails to us. Who's before. not? Oh, okay. Not that a makes... pirate. Now we get it. Now we get it. Sorry. We, we, You're, both, <laughs> we thought we both thought this was other Eric who retired from being a pirate and became a pastor. But Pastor Eric, we know you. Eric, we love it's, you. I'm. So- because uh, it says pastor, not pirate Eric, I know. and I was read it as not a pirate. Right. We our brains are fried. So thank you, Eric. Sorry. And that Sorry. the last you. little bit of your review makes more sense now. Um, okay. So Eric says, Pastor Eric says, literally, not figuratively. Only one caution. <laughs> uh, what can I say about these ladies and their legendary podcast? It is so well done. Past the first few episodes, they really do fix the early <laughs> issues quickly. Thank you. Thank you. That really does help that that's in the reviews. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. We appreciate um, it. Yeah. And they really make you feel like you're a part of a family. It's so much more than just the best Himian podcast. Did you have something to say? No, just like, mm, oh, okay. Because I'm not, yeah, see, I don't see you. I just hear you. I'm like, is she going to, right. Oh, my mouth is open. I just, <laughs> just reacting. Yes, I thought you wanted to jump in. Okay. I've been with them since almost the beginning and they have been such a huge part of my growth as a better human being. Pointing out and helping me become more aware of the problematic stuff the old me just glossed over. We all glossed over it. So no worries there. Uh, the only caution, but not a complaint. Love you, Eric. I have is that you definitely need to be aware of the language in case you're uncomfortable with it yourself or around your kids. They 100% keep it real. Yes. My mom hates how much I say the F word, so. Oh, my grandma tells me all the time I got it from her. That's her favorite word. Oh. Yeah, my mom really does not like it, and I feel like it's getting worse. Um, I got my love of of the word, the F word, I won't say it because this is where we're talking about your review, Eric, and my <laughs> toes from my grandma. Aww. Uh, and that, kids, is how I met two awesome women. Pastor, not pirate, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. That is so That's really sweet. sweet. All right, friends, let's dive in. Stay tuned at the end of this episode for nine legendary moments from listeners like you. And now let's get into Robots versus Wrestlers. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Jeff, Arjun, Adam, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. This year, our Patreon pals get a brand new perk. We're reacting to every episode of How I Met Your Father on video. So sign up for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Hey, what you got there? Just a delicious Rachel's Cookies and Treats. Is that molasses crinkle cookie? You know what I love the most about these delicious cookies and treats? That they are made with all real ingredients, no preservatives. Mm -hmm. Um, These are handmade in small batches. You can taste the love in every bite. And it is owned by um, women, uh, family-owned business, and they are looking to expand their brand. 
If you would like to support Rachel's Cookies and Treats the way that they support us and our HB family, you can head on over. Kate, uh, I believe you're going to post a link in the show notes, correct? Yep. I'll post in the show notes and I'll put it right here for their Kickstarter. Yeah. They, like I said, support us and our show um, and support the HB fan by giving us all a 25% off coupon that you can use again and again and again. So you can save That's a couple right. bucks, support an incredible company and help to get, spread the word about these delicious treats. That's right. Rachel'sCookiesAndTreats.com. The promo code that you can use over and over again is HBFAM. Okay, <laughs> this is Season 5, Episode 22, Robots versus Wrestlers. It first aired on May 10th, 2010. Our writer is Jamie Ronheimer, and our director, Caitlin, is not Pamela Fryman. No, it is not. Who is it, Kate? Pam took a week off. It's Rob no. Greenberg. Has you he know, directed have, any other episodes? He has, but for some reason, I don't have um, that listed. He's 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 directed a bunch of like our more of our like well, I shouldn't say our favorite ones because we love all of them. But um, let me look now. He's, I feel like we haven't been sad at the ones he has. Looks like one, I feel like. We were like, wow, it wasn't Pam. We couldn't believe it. Yeah. So he, right? the scorpion and the toad mm-hmm. might have been the one that we thought was her. He also okay. directed Columns. Monday Night Football is another great one he directed. He directed Little Boys, The Front Porch, another great one. Mm. And now Robots versus Wrestlers. So he does he does a good job um, with like the all ensemble episode, mm-hmm. which is which is what we're seeing here. What we saw on Monday Night Football and the Front Porch, um, which is not so, always easy to do either. You have to like keep everybody interesting too. He also which, directs Ducky Tie, which is like such a good episode. So maybe are, that was one where you couldn't believe wasn't. Yeah, because so we are fans of of Rob Greenberg's work. <laughs> Okay, so cold open. Barney comes into the bar with five tickets for robots versus wrestlers. And you kind of forget that there really isn't a fifth person to take that ticket right now. Because mm-hmm. I did. The, the, yeah, me too. This is the first big event since Robin mm-hmm. kind of stepped out of the group to go and try to make things work with Don. Um and we see her, you know, talking to Lily on the phone later. And, um, you know, Lily's like, we just really miss you. And it turns out Robin's on air while she's taking the phone call, which I just love so much. And Sorry like, about that, New York. Where were we? Wouldn't that be more interesting than the news? I think so. Just her talking about, like, moving on and stepping away from her ex-boyfriends. Like, I want to hear that entire phone call if I'm watching that show. Um, and Barney, this is... <gasps> Barney has like this attachment freak out over the next couple episodes. And this is kind of the start of it, right? He's, it makes me feel so sad. Yeah. And I mean, and it's because Robin has stepped away. So he's having abandonment issues and he starts mm-hmm. panicking. Like, this is how it starts. Everyone's leaving me. And I mean, it's true that, and, and Lily says it later, like, as you grow up, you do grow apart. Like, it's kind of hard to maintain that that friend group when you're not Mm -hmm. for most people, when you're not like in college, but the fact that they've been able to maintain this for so long is pretty admirable. Agreed. Um, Now, you know, big things are happening. Like Marshall and Lily might, might start to have 
like think about having kids. And we haven't seen them mm-hmm. even talk about this since um, the episode where she gets drunk. Right? Is that the the last time they really talked about it? I honestly can't remember. It's yeah, she gets I drunk and shows look- up at his his office. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that was the last time, and that was season. I think that was season four. Four last season, yeah, yeah. Um, Feel that feels like well. I mean, it's taken us a while to get through this season, but it's yeah. <laughs> So it's been a while since they've even talked about it, but now we see and and Marshall, of course, is is definitely more ready than Lily. They have so this excited. Great back and forth of long way down the road, medium, medium way, medium long. You can definitely see it ahead. Yeah, in the vast distance. I already <laughs> see an exit signs. Might want to get in the right lane. <laughs> and and then we get to see Ted and all his douchiness. And they all start doing this, these hand farts, which everyone loves. I can't really. I tried to do a one-handed <laughs> one. Well, that was a good one. Perfect. That was great. Um, yeah. So we get to see a little bit of Ted and his douchiness. And we usually only get like a sliver of it. And it's the butt of the joke. And I love that this episode like turns everything on its head. And it's the rest of the game that's like completely out of place. So <gasps> this is just going to get even better as we go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was watching this the other day and I was like, Chris, Chris, I was like, this is how I think one, like he, he's a best friend. And I feel like Dan thinks Chris is Ted. In, in the, these like, situations, the douchiness. Yeah, yeah, because like Chris will often say that he's like owned a more evolved self from like who he was and like the town he grew up mm. in and things like that. A little snooty dude. Yeah, but like Dan thinks the way the story I tell myself and the way I perceive their interactions when Chris says something about like just like how we we're always like you know better do better like. Dan yeah. kind of like shakes his head and is like, what do you think? You're like better than me. But it's like, no, like, no, I just think I'm better. Yeah. Just than like, I was. Yeah. Than I was. That's all. Yeah. And it's yeah, just- that's, I mean, yeah, that's like a little, I think that is good. What Ted is doing is like, obnoxious. but like, but this is what, yeah. But in my mind, that's how Dan views Chris. And I told Chris that and he could not like at towards the end of the episode too, where he's like, you know, the they're fucking like, Peter Bogdanovich is like, that is such a funny moment. That whole like scene, Chris was just dying and was like, see, I'm like, this is you, this is you, this is you. <laughs> but, I, I truly think I would love to be at that party. So I think I am the douche of Will Shorts. Friend. We'll talk about Will Shorts. I've met Will Shorts. I we'll know. talk about this later. Okay. Liz, anyway. Liz was like, yeah, I know. I fucking know. <laughs> I'm definitely the douche of our friends. <clears throat> um, yeah. So anyway. Back at the apartment, Barney's really, you know, still hung up on Robin and Don and sees this, like, fancy envelope on the table and starts mm. to get, like, super panicked, thinking that now they're getting married. Um, but it's not. It's actually um, some mail for the very mysterious Marissa Heller. Um, so it's somebody that they've never met, but they've gotten to know who she is um, because of all the stories they make up uh, about her mm-hmm. um, based on the mail she gets. So they think she loves wicker furniture which is so specific um that she has pet birds she plays golf she likes soap operas um 
but it actually ends up being just an invitation to a very fancy party. Um, it's Jefferson Van Smoot's annual spring social in of the, the penthouse of the of the New York Van Smoots Van Smoot of the House. New York <laughs> where Lily yeah, and Marshall I'm, got married. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know. Put a pin in this name, Van mm-hmm. Smoot. Um, and yeah, so it's at like this super beautiful building in Manhattan. However, there's a conflict at the same night as Ribbits vs. Wrestlers, but they have an open bar. So you can go pregame and then head over to um, Ribbits vs. Wrestlers. So they're going to um, do both, but somebody has to pretend to be Marissa Heller. <laughs> and Ted and Barney just kind of look over at Marshall and Lily, and Marshall just like, assumes they are looking at him. He's mm-hmm. like, guys, I'm flattered, but I think I should. <laughs> Hello, I'm just, Marissa Heller. I can just see him like in a fucking wig. It's just so, yeah, right? It's so silly. Did I told you about, so my ex, uh, baby daddy, his mm-hmm. brother had stolen a credit card. Did I tell you about this? It was like a, some, a friend's mom's card and the name was Sharon but he was like oh, no yes. my name's Sharon. Sharon I'm familiar with the story yes <laughs> I went to school with that fucking idiot <laughs> Sharon I just <laughs> I mean I mean it's pretty creative but anyway so, <laughs> so next we get to the Alberta right mm-hmm. and the gang is tr- kind of jockeying for how they're going to do this and you know they're talking lily out of doing her british accent which we've seen a few times over the years and we'll continue <sighs> so to bad see. um and then was it, we're sure she's not british in it, in it? or something like <laughs> yeah i it. just it was like the that was during the intervention right that she got stuck yeah. in it because they watched yeah. all the james bond movies was that what it was yeah something yeah so in walks Darby Stanchfield, cool fucking name. And it turns out she is Marissa Heller. And so Lily and she get to the desk at the same time. Luckily, Lily steps back and lets her go first. And then... Could you imagine? They would have been out on the street. So luckily... I can't say that word. Bollocks. Colt, blimey. What is it then? Uh, (laughs) So... (gasps) <gasps> so Marissa Heller is there and they're all panicked because they don't know what they're going to do because Barney's approach, the usual flim flams that get the group, the, the, the gang, yeah, the, that get the gang into situations isn't working here. Like Barney's powers do not work inside the Alberta because the women are too smart. <laughs> That's period. This is like a different caliber of people. Mm-hmm. And finally we see Ted's douchiness come in handy. And I, I wrote it down later. I don't remember where, but it's like Ted has been a fish on a bicycle this whole series. Oh, yeah. And now he's finally in the ocean, right? He's swimming. Yeah, he's like, other, I got this. With the other douchey fish. And so it's just amazing to see him in his element and to see everybody else just look like such dumb idiots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he walks up to Marissa Heller and he's just very genuine. Like he really is just excited to be there. And he's talking about the mm-hmm. the architect who built the Alberta and fucking Marissa Heller says Renaissance. And so you know that we're in. <laughs> we know that we're in. Um, and we, we get a little Karen 2.0 vibes from Marissa because she's like, I don't own a TV. The only, the only opposite I watch are at the Met. The Met. 
<laughs> and everyone's like, oh, Blech. God. So, of course, like, Ted's just all about her. Just smitten. But I wanted to point out a couple of things. One, so yeah. the Alberta is based off of this building in um, New York called the Dakota. I was oh. like, is it 281 Park Avenue? <laughs> What's that? From Anna Delvey, Inventing Anna. Oh, God. The Anna Delvey Foundation. ADF. ADF. Did you finish ADF. watching it? I can't get through the last episode and I barely the last like. It is completely indulgent and unnecessary. You don't need to watch it. I, I felt like it ended with. Yeah. I'm like, am I supposed to feel bad for her now? I don't know what you're trying to do, Shonda, but stop. And I and don't care about the lawyer and the pregnant lady's relationship with each other. Like, I do not give a fuck. No, I don't give a fuck about anybody. It's too, like, daytime TV – or not daytime, but, like, primetime TV for That's Netflix. Shonda's vibe, dude. It's Shonda's vibe. I know. I and just – she- I know it's she is not my my cup of tea. Like with peace and love, I know people love uh, Grey's Anatomy, not and, a fan. And Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. No. I just cannot do the the cinematography. I don't like it. I don't like the way it's filmed. I don't dark. like, and I don't like the I'm always like dialogue. Like, the dialogue's uh, yeah. weird. Like the whole like corner of writers that are helping her, but really they're just like pushing the plot forward. It's like. What it's is like this? A, it's like a Greek, Greek chorus. chorus. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Anyway, um, and I Get love. <laughs> I love uh, the actress who plays Vivian Kent. I loved her in Veep. Like she was so funny and so good, and that's why I was watching it because I liked her. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, you're not no. special, as she said. Anyway, right. But no, exactly. it was based off this building called the Dakota, which many people may know was the same building where um, John Lennon was murdered. Outside. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's um, a building in um, the northwest corner of Central Park West, the Upper West Side. I don't speak New York, mm-hmm. so I hope I said that correctly. Um, but it was like a bunch of like apartment buildings and stuff like that. Um, it was like super fancy and rich. And the architect, uh, Louis Lamar Skolnick is, um, actually two characters from Revenge of the Nerds. And this is not the first time there's going to be a Revenge of the Nerds, um, reference in the, in the episode. So later on, there'll be another, come back to that. But yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Louis Skolnick and Lamar were both characters in Revenge of the Nerds. That's so funny. I feel like they've done a Revenge of the Nerds thing in the past, too. I do, too. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, that's awesome. I I had no idea. Yeah. Um, So they, with Ted being his little fish swimming in his water, and everyone's trying to figure out how to ride a bike in the ocean, Mm -hmm. um, they're able to get up uh, to the penthouse to see the Van Smoot's super fancy apartment. And it's really just like a who's who of like society. Um, Mm -hmm. Got Peter Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich, R.I.P. Thank you. I know he recently just died. I was like, oh, that was sad. I know he was so good, and he had like a very like sad life too. I was like really? reading about it. Aww. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like when he was like, just like when he was like first, like his parents fled from Europe in like 1939. Mm. He had an older brother who died, but he didn't know about the brother until he was eight. Oh, God. Like the, the brother died from an accident where, like, boiling water, like, fell on its face. And he was, like, little. It's just very, very sad. And, like, so his parents were, like, super, super distant. But he didn't know that until he found out about the dead brother. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah. 
Anyway, then there's Ariana Huffington and uh, Will Shorts. Will Shorts, star-studded, star-studded uh, cameos mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm, and even mm-hmm. even Van Smoot is someone. He's an actor. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Michael York. Uh, mm-hmm. Duh. I forgot to bring that up. Um, uh, yeah. Basil Expedition from Austin Powers. <laughs> That's right. Definitely his most important role. I mean, he's been in a whole bunch of yeah. other shit. Like going back to the the old Romeo and Juliet that you had to maybe watch if you had like a really old English teacher. Right. But he's been in so many, like yeah. just like that typical British the, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. But mostly awesome powers. Yeah. Um, so Will Shorts. Yes. Tell us. Here is how I know I would be at this party if I could be there. Because I participated in the American Crossword Ooh. Puzzle Tournament. Uh, I think it was like a 2014 maybe. And it was in Connecticut. And I was like, why the fuck not? And I didn't I remember, come yeah. in last. It was like a full day event. So there were like eight or ten puzzles throughout the very day. Very Queen's Gambit. <laughs> yes, it was very Queen's Gambit, only like way dorkier. There was a man who was dressed in a bishop's outfit, but it was all crossword puzzle material, That's like pattern, with a giant pencil as his staff. Yes. Oh my God. I live. I've- I just, I just felt so at home. It was so awesome. So every, yeah, so every puzzle was timed. And like, I knew that Will Shorts was involved, like if this was his event, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought he would just be like the figurehead, like right? A, like, no, Or like there'd be like pictures of his face or yeah, maybe like a little wave like to the a meet and greet winner. or something. This dude was passing out the dividers, like for you to like put up so Slumming people couldn't with the, yeah. cheat. And so he came around and passed it, like he passed it to me. And I was with a, a woman I knew who loved it. And I was like, oh my God, it's Will Shorts. She's like, do you want a picture with him? I was like, I don't know. And so she was like, Will, Will, will you take a picture with my friend? So I got a really nice <gasps> picture with Will Shorts. I'll try to find it and I will share it um, on Twitter. Did you ask about Yuli's goal? And the Instagram. <laughs> I already knew the yeah, answer have, thanks to Ted. You have to find the picture. I'll, I'll I can like picture. see it in my head. I was I looked so psychotic in it. I was like <laughs> like me when I met Ted or Ted, Josh Radner and Craig and Carter and everybody just like Oh my god. Talking yeah. hard. It was the same. Words. It was definitely the same kind of feeling. Like it was awesome. And he was so sweet and he smelled really good. That's what I remember about Will Shorts. Honestly, if I were gonna meet anybody, or like if I were somebody and somebody met me. That's yeah. what I would want them to say about me. Like I smelled really I smelled good and I was like, nice. Yeah. That's all. That's the best you can do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> so there's anyway. That. <laughs> uh yeah. So um I don't know if Marshall's like super, super underdressed. He's got like Oh God! Just a sign of the times, like the open collar, the cuff sleeves, like the button yeah. down. Looking um, like shit. Chris definitely dressed like that for sure. And meanwhile, Ted has the professor vest and the tie oh. and the jacket. He's looking sharp. He came to play. Everyone, yeah, everyone is so underdressed. Well, he except knew. For Barney, but. Yeah, and like Marshall's dressed for robots versus wrestlers, and mm-hmm. Ted's dressed for the event in yes. his mind, which is this party. Yes. Um, but just like from like a quick glimpse, you can tell like it's not going to be their scene, but they decide to spend 20 minutes because it is an open bar and it, it's just fair, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Ted just like connects with every single person left and right. Everyone he interacts with, he has, he's just saying all the right things. Yeah. Yeah. All the right things. And it's almost like he's just so in his element. It was just enjoyable to watch him just like yeah. you said, he was it's like, almost a, fish like a, riding a bicycle. It's like yeah. a dream because it's like, I haven't been crazy all this time. I've just been hanging out with the wrong people. Yes. I think we can all yeah. understand that, right? Where you're like, like I, in my, in it's my, it's not last, just me. It's I have ADHD. It's my brain. I'm not yeah. lazy. I'm not a terrible piece of shit. Right. Or like, well, like in my last relationship, <laughs> I was, I was surrounded by people that were not like me at all. And so I mm. felt like I was like, like Ted, like you're yeah. a douche. You're a know-it-all. Like you're a fucking nerd. You're boring. All this stuff. And I, I felt it because I, I thought everything I liked was stupid because these people thought I, it was dumb and boring. And now because they were I'm trash, with, they were absolute trash. And so now I'm I'm in a place where I'm first of all more a lot more secure in myself. And my wife thinks it's cool that I like a bunch of dorky shit. You know what I mean? So it's yes. like, and I was able to find my own people. And so it's just if you feel out of place, if you feel bad about the stuff you like, you should probably try a different group of friends. Thank you. Yeah. And you don't have to like abandon your friends. You can no. branch out. Because I have a feeling I, – I like to think that Ted stayed in touch with these people because he really wowed them. He – the crowd like – Wrapped attention. Wrapped. That's exactly what I was going to say. But I was like, wait, is it the right word? But just pin drop, like everyone – like he – he was the like it guy of the party. Like everybody loved him. Slid he into was those a- harmonies, like everything. Constance Fry. <laughs> so that's the other Revenge of the Nerds. Oh. It's like a really foul song. Like if you listen oh, to it, like God. it's about like the girls on campus. So like Constant Fry, Constant Fry. Oh, what is we'll it? Fulfill your needs. Your needs anytime at all. Gotcha. Gross. Yeah. Gross. So like I'm like, really? They couldn't pick some other song? Right, right. Really, that they had to. They had, but it was also made it more ridiculous. It made it so ridiculous that they're singing this lowbrow song in like a madrigals fashion. I was like, (laughs) I, I know what madrigals are. Like, I hate myself for knowing what madrigals are. We sang them in choir. Like, God. (sighs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. So. Ted's in his element and his friends are definitely out of place. I love so this is the second time they've said hey guy. So it's like, hey, Tokyo Don, hey guy. Barney yeah. called him guy. So in, in this episode, we hear hey guy again when Marshall's like calling the waiter over. He wants no, there's no tiny sacks to make him Ugh. feel like a giant. It's just, it's like his worst nightmare. It's just like super fancy stuff. All of Marshall's jokes fall super flat. Mm-hmm. My Barney's lies are not well researched. So everything. Like you said, these women are just way too smart. And so after 20 minutes, like everyone's ready to leave except for For Ted. Ted. And he is just so excited because he's ran into Will Shorts and has finally confirmed that they use Yuli's gold because of the vowels. Yeah, yeah. And that goes back to rabbit versus duck. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just so obvious he's one of his people and he really wants to stick around longer. And so – even though it's time to go to robots versus wrestlers, he's just going to send his friends on without him and he's going to stay because he's having fun. Um, yeah. But then 
Barney then really starts to panic. Um, you know, first Rabbit, now Ted's leaving the group. And I mean, like he said, Ted says, like, he likes these stuffy, pretentious students because they don't make fart sounds every time he opens his mouth, which that can get, like you were saying, like it can get old and you can have like a lot of shame about it just because you like this shit that your friends don't. It's okay. Yes. Um, but doesn't matter barney's basically like you're dead to me he makes a sweeping declaration <laughs> that they're out of the gang forever but he can apply and reapply in two years and then so good. i love he he leaves and then goes back in to hit this gong that um marshall had struck before that nobody had struck since like 18 something 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can't remember the whole line about it but just so basically good. embarrassing ted yeah uh three notes that i had from this scene uh, one of my favorite lines of the show, one word made up, douchepocalypse. Douchepocalypse. <laughs> and then uh, when they're talking about the little baby food and the guy's like, I'll check on that. And Marshall's like, he's not going to check. <laughs> so disappointed. So you disappointed. Know? And last but not least, I this is a scene I really wish Robin was here because no one does dumb better than Robin. She is so funny when she's being fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, duh, you're the reacher. You're getting her a horse. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I miss I stupid th- Robin. I didn't think about that. That's such a good point. Yeah. She would have had she a blast. Been- she probably would have gotten a done. fight. <laughs> Fucking done. So, um, yeah. So Robin or Barney, Lily, and Marshall go to ro- Robots versus Wrestlers, and Barney's meltdown is continuing. Lily's like, everyone's allowed to have life outside this group, and he's just panicking now specifically about Robin, about Marshall and Lily having a baby. And so that that becomes his like his panic, like his focus over the next couple episodes. Cause it's like, okay, Robin is gone. Yeah. I know she doesn't want kids, but Robin, Marshall and Lily are married like it's time for them to start thinking about it if they want kids and like that will decimate this group like they will never be around uh it's just everyone's gonna move on and leave me like he's having this big abandonment thing which he's he's had before like he goes Mm -hmm. through this he panics because he has horrible attachment issues and then lily says that she can't promise she won't get pregnant for another year i could not so whoa season six let's see what happens and um meanwhile back at the party ted is just having a blast my parents just came back from long island and they brought me bagels oh i'm so jealous i'm so jealous did a good interception oh chris intercepted for me what kind egg bitch oh my god are you gonna do it yourself i love fresh Mm. Love a fresh egg bagel. Mm. So jealous. Look how yellow it is. This is not my favorite place that they went. It's my sister's favorite place because it doesn't have the poppy seeds, but it's mm. still so good. Well, I like an egg everything. That's my jam. Mm. And Long Island is the only place you can get them mm-hmm. that I know of. Yeah, I've never had them anywhere else. No. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah, so Ted is having a blast blind taste testing white wines, and Barney then decides he's going to threaten. I can't miss that. Yeah, I can't miss that. It's going to be a hoot and a half. Oh, uh, I hate the way she said that. <laughs> and <laughs> Will Short says something to Ted that, like, validates something. I think it's something Ted said early in the episode about 
It was another. It was another clue, like um, crossword clue. Mini mini quiche. Mini tens him on. He's like Will Shorts. What's a ten letter word for a? No, it's it like was a different. One? It was a different thing because because Ted looks at him and he goes, "Thank you, Will Shorts." It was like some something that no, he says. No lyric baritone. Your lyric, lyric baritone. baritone. That's what it was. Your lyric baritone mm-hmm. is amazing, and then he's just like. Thank you, Will Shorts, because the, the lyric baritone was in the beginning of the episode. Um, yes, yes, yes. So then Barney has all these conditions for the baby. <laughs> Always have to love me more. You have to let me use the baby to pick up chicks, which might involve it dropping it out a two-story window. Um, me heroically catching it. Yes. You, you are definitely allowed to breastfeed in front of me. Um, and they're talking about all this while the robots and wrestlers are wrestling. And then all <laughs> of a sudden – the mask comes off and we just see like the back of the head and we have no idea what is going on, but everybody is just <gasps> floored. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to Ted at the party and he is just launching into the original Italian of Dante, <laughs> which his friends never let him do. And so he goes for a while and then he realizes like, I am such a douche. And this <laughs> is like, like, I need balance in my life. If I was with these people, mm-hmm. I would just be sniffing my own farts all day, which is what these people do, right? Like, they're right. just so self-involved and self-important, and they just, like, love themselves and culture, blah, 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 right? And so yeah, ADF. Yeah, they would definitely want to be involved in ADF. So, um, and I'm luckily, building something great. I'm betting, you don't believe me. I'm betting something great. I don't have time for this. I don't have don't time have for you. <laughs> That's the only, re- like, the accent and, like, her ridiculous. You have to be her for Halloween. It's, like, a super easy costume. I think you do it so well. <laughs> Why so fat? <laughs> so funny. Okay. Anyway. So Oof. luckily, even from a distance, Ted's friends are able to cut him off and uh, basically put him out of his misery <laughs> because no matter what, he's out of control with the douche, but the crowd is loving it. And this is when we see Peter Bogdanovich like, I'm going to put him in my films. <laughs> I love it. Just- and we forgot about Willem Dafoe and oh, Marshall's yeah, joke. Shit. That was Aww. the other thing from that, up, from that scene. Um, and so... We cut back and they give this this reminder of the doppelgangers we've seen. Lesbian Robin and Liz just goes, you mean Robin? And it's like, yes. Yes. Mustache Marshall <laughs> and Stripper Lily. And that night we get to see Mexican wrestler Ted. Now, we need to talk about Mexican wrestler Ted. Okay. We need to talk about the amount of bronzer that they used. <laughs> that would not be done in 2020. No, it's like it brown face is not okay. And also, they literally only did it, <laughs> like, till his neck. So it's like... Which he had a mask on. And so. he had a mask on. So it's, like, backwards. They didn't need to do that. Because they didn't no. do it with Senor Justicia. Justicia? I don't remember how to pronounce it. Mm. They didn't do it with Marshall, I don't think. Mm-mm. And so they didn't need to do it here. They would not do it here. I guarantee it in 2022. It's fucking bad. It's not as bad as I remember it being. 
Like I, I remember don't know, like, it being darker, but still not great. Yeah, it's not a good look. Not a good look. I'm sure Josh Radner himself is embarrassed about it. I mean, it's just it was just uh, a bad choice. A bad choice. I have to say though, Josh Radner spoke Spanish, Italian, and English in this episode. That's right. We love a trilingual king. <laughs> Dante Inferno. And then Mexican wrestler Ted. Do you think that they got to choose who they wanted to be for a doppelganger gang? I can never say it. Doppel. Probably not. I mean, I wish we'd seen more of, of lesbian, lesbian Robin. Lesbian Robin. Yeah. We got enough of stripper Lily. Yeah. And you know what? I always forget when we see the actual Barney doppelganger because I never watched that episode. Hmm. Because it is really hard to watch. <laughs> that countdown episode. I can't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I'm like, wait, we never really saw the Barney Stoppelganger. Yes, we fucking do. We have to like watch the countdown too. Like watch for it. Or maybe we don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. When we watch it, of course. Okay. Um. Yeah. So... We just that the, blew my mind. I mean, that's way ahead, but that blew my mind. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm. <laughs> Caitlin's chewing her bagel. It's all Listen. good. It's all good. Mm. Chewy. Yeah, it's so good though. Yeah. So yeah, so Josh Radner bolts leaves the party, goes to hang out with his real friends. Josh Radner does. Oh! <laughs> I mean, yes. Because yeah, I wrote Josh Radner's – for the end of that the scene, I wrote Josh Radner speaks Spanish, Italian, English. Like, oh, gosh. I, I, I would forget. Yeah. So Ted, <laughs> played by Josh Radner yeah. in this scene, TV's the Josh Radner leaves the party. <laughs> Oh, we go. We're at McLaren's, and Barney's still spouting off his rules, which um, on the blog post has some of them, not all of them, but it has more than you get to hear. Mm, gotcha. Um, and he goes to get a drink, and Marshall and Lily have like this semi-serious sort of discussion about like you know where are they, and Marshall thinks that they're ready because they're mm-hmm. financially stable and they've got a house, and it won't change their lifestyle that much. <laughs> okay. All right, Marshall. Um, but really, like, you know, Marshall's like, we're ready. Like, what else could we like be waiting for in you know in yeah. order to move forward? But Lily points out that if they were at home with the baby, they wouldn't have seen Ted stop all gangler. And how would you feel? Yeah. Marshall says he would blame that child for the rest <laughs> of their life. He says his, she says hers, so still like arguing yeah. about gender, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, so obviously they decide that when they have the fifth doppelganger. That's will be the sign from the universe that it's time to have a baby because, duh, that's what makes sense. You wait for the universe to tell you. Stands to Um, reason, as Marshall would say. Yeah. Did you have anything like that for you? Are you waiting on any universe signs? Um, No. I think we just got to the point where we were like, our lives are kind of the same every day. And I think it would be like, we're settled. There's really no reason not to not anymore, to. you know? Yeah. And it's like, 
I I just feel ready to to be able to support a tr- a, a person, I guess. Yeah. So it wasn't like, and there wasn't like we have to do these things before we start trying. Like we're just gonna keep doing things until you know something actually sticks. Yeah. For for Chris and I, like we had talked because you know had Jack real early. Yeah. We talked about how when I turned thirty. That's when we would then, like at that point, that's when we would talk because then I would have been done with grad school, have worked for a little bit. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's more of a stable kind of life. Yeah. Um, and so we're like, all right, turn 30, we'll talk about it. And what happened when I turned 30, Kate? What sign did the universe give oh, me? Oh, shit. Yeah. Hysterectomy. Hysterectomy. No babies. None. No the universe babies. said, no, no babies for you. <laughs> That was your big fifth gop doppelganger. Yeah, they said, "Oh fuck, oh fuck, we gotta just get a void, just a black. We gotta give void. this bitch some something serious, so she will not mistake this as a sign for anything other than <laughs> <Yeah>. no children." <laughs> Rip it all out, guys! This is a full gut job. We're done. <laughs> We're done. That's a that's a series wrap on Caitlin's uterus. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> that's a wrap. That is a fucking wrap. Ah, um, but yeah. So anyway, so they shake their little paws just as Ted shows yeah. up, and Barney starts to give him a hard time, but switches gears and begs him to join again. And he even will let him recite all the douchey poems that he wants. <laughs> he promises because he doesn't want he wants any more bad things because he just doesn't want to lose anyone else, and which made me feel yeah. sad. But it was awesome because there actually is a poem. That he wanted to share, and it was the same one that he tried to share earlier in the episode, Friendship by Ralph Waldo Ralph Waldo Emerson. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And he gets through like maybe three lines before Robin comes in and just, you know, starts him with the hand, stops him with a (laughs) (laughs) she's like, sorry, someone had to do it. Yay, Um, Robin's back. Yeah. And so she's gotten the call about. Mexican the double, yeah, yeah. So, and which I love because that's like now they're back together. Like when it's really important, you know. And I really think that's important. like that's you know kind of what you have to base friendships on, especially as you get older. <sighs> totally, because it's, it is hard to you can't maintain the day to day. It's tough. Once. And the country's too big. I mm-hmm. say that all the time. The country is too freaking big, and everyone just lives separately, and it's so hard. And I think. If you if you are child free and your friends have children, that also adds a layer to it. So I can understand yeah. like how Barney's feeling because I have friends that I've kind of grown apart from because they have children now and they're just so busy. They can't talk to me all day. And I'm just like chilling, wanted to like yeah. text and send TikToks, and they're just like up to their elbows and in, in human <laughs> shit. So it's like <laughs> so it, it, it things change and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I remember being in college and growing apart from people and being so mad at them because we grew apart, but we had both changed. Like it was nobody's fault, but it still sucked mm-hmm. and it hurt, you know, and there was just mm-hmm. nothing you could do about it. So, um, kids, it's going to happen. You're going to grow apart from your friends, but if they're good friends, then you'll be able to pick up where you left off even after months of not seeing each other. Yeah, that's just that is adult life. And sometimes it sucks. You know, you'll have two parties on the same night, just like robots versus wrestlers and Marissa Heller's party. You'll have two things you really want to do. You can't do them both. And you can't do them both. And sometimes the people you love are not going to be able to show up, but they still love you. Yeah. And they'll be there when it when it really, really matters if they can help it. So. So, yeah. Yeah. 
if kind then, of have like, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say the future tech kind of like sums it up for us and says that, and it just, oh, it just hits hard. I think like the older you get too, you know, yeah. um, how friendship just takes a lot more effort, but he says, you know, I'd love to tell you that over the years we didn't all drift apart at one time or another and you don't mean for it to happen, but over the years, no matter what, they still got together for Robots vs. Wrestlers. So it still became that super important tradition that, <laughs> that Barney they thought would. it would. Yeah, that Barney knew it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the tag of the episode, we get <laughs> Peter Bogdanovich heading down the elevator in the Alberta at the end of the party. He's so sweet. And we just hear him. Well, um, so it's like Marshall's fish jokes. He's like, you'll get that one on the way home. And he did. <sighs> he got that one on the way home. <gasps> so, so even good. Marshall could be a little bit charming in in the worst party ever. I forgot. I had some little notes here about Will Shorts. Let's hear them. So. He's a puzzle creator and editor and crossword puzzle editor for the New York Times. He's the world's only academically accredited puzzle master and enigmatologist. Enigmatologist. He created his own program at Indiana University in 1974. He's the puzzle master for NPR's Puzzle uh, Weekend Edition, Hmm. founder and director of the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. He has a law degree and uh, won. Wow. Yeah. Right. Um. Wanted to practice law, so then he did, and then um, started uh, creating puzzles. Instead of taking the par, instead of taking the bar, he started to like create the pu- started to do these puzzles. These are fun facts. I thought he wrote riddles for the film Batman Forever. Whoa! And you're right. And he's been on Simpsons, and of course, How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. the subject of a documentary. Have you watched it? Wordplay. I I know of it. I have not seen it, but people at the tournament told me that I should watch it because it's all about the tournament. Yeah, I haven't – I had never heard of it, but um, he also loves table tennis and is the owner and director of the Westchester Table Tennis Center in Pleasantville, New York, the largest table tennis cutie. facility in the U.S. I know, I know, I know. And it has um, – he also has the largest puzzle library with over 25,000 puzzles, books, and magazines dating back to 1533. Whoa! Such a stud, right? Such a stud. Yeah. Shout. I mean, Ted should look up to Will Shorts. He's a fucking boss. After reading all that, I was just like, oh my god, typing all these facts right? about him. I was like, this is amazing. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So, what is your? Oh, uh, how how did you feel about this episode? What did you think about robots versus wrestlers? Love it. Yeah, I love. Well, I love. I love seeing Ted in his element. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the fifth doppelganger. Fourth. Oh, my. Duh, fourth. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're not on the fifth yet. Um, the fourth doppelganger. I love um, hearing about Marshall and Lily, like moving, you know, just like kind of yeah. moving things forward. But it also makes me feel so sad because, I mean, we are at the end of season five and we're talking about like friends drifting apart and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And you mm-hmm. can kind of like, yeah, we're in that part of the the series. Yeah, we're on the down the downturn of the the arc. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's, that's we- that will be a recurring theme, right? Is the yeah because they're getting older. Like that's what happens. They're not yeah. you know, young thirty somethings. They're they're starting to get into their family lives now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great it's a great episode. It's a classic. I love the 
the whole robots versus wrestlers thing. I would love to go to that. Same. And I would also love to be at the Alberta party. I thought that was that was such Same. a nice jazzy party. Um, but let's get into legendary moments from our fantastic listeners. Let me pull them up here. And if you didn't know, all of our Patreon members get their emails read in their entirety. And I think it's all Patreon members tonight. So thank Ooh. you, everybody, yeah, for writing you. in. Let's kick it off with our good friend, Adam. First off, we learn about this amazing tradition. Although it's mostly an episode full of Ted's lameness. <laughs> That's that's uh, subjective. <laughs> it's still a great episode. My legendary moment is when not only the gong part is not only the gong part, but when Barney is like, no, 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 until Lily hits him. I jumped off my roof into my parents' pool. Was I drunk or a kid? Ooh. Hmm. He says both, but I know this oh. season is slow. <laughs> you were drunk and a kid? Oh, my God. I hope you were not super young. Not like maybe 17? <laughs> uh i know this season is slowly closing but i just want you to i just want you ladies to keep up the amazing job oh by the way you'll air this most likely after my birthday march 26th so if i could get a birthday shout out that would be awesome your friend adam well happy birthday adam happy birthday adam you're actually getting this in advance because i'm going to be putting it up this week so yay oh, happy birthday to you happy birthday <laughs> thanks adam yeah thank you Next, it's Tish. Tish writes, hey, K&K, work has been so crazy. I hope I didn't miss the deadline. You did it. My legendary moment has to go to the end when Robin walked in and did the fart noise. I do think mm -hmm. Ted can be a douche at times, but sometimes a little culture never hurt anyone. Maybe he just needs to hang out with some of the props from his school once in a while. Regards, Tish. Mm. Yeah, yeah. find your people. Find mm -hmm. your people, 100%. Okay, next up is Avner and okay, the amazing K and K. Noticing that choosing a legmo every episode leads to frustration, considering the infinite amount infinite amount of legendary moments <clears throat> Timium has, and I end up choosing a bunch of moments with a common denominator. From now on, it's better I own my faults proudly. <laughs> and <laughs> the robot okay, and the robots versus wrestlers legmo common denominator is. Peter, Bogdan Peter Bogdanovich, R.I.P. This late legend of the film industry taking part in a young and vibrant show like Himyum just goes to show how awesome and cool this guy was. And that's even before talking about him nailing his role as the pretentious old filmmaker perfectly. Film is a notorious medium. Full stop. Singing with the boys, the hands into camera frame, yes. And of course, you cannot forget the verification of what Marshall's Willem Dafoe fun fact in the elevator. How perfect is the chuckle and head nodding at the end to finish it all? Rest in peace, legend. Have a great day, Avner. And that's hard to that's hard to compete with. That's that was a very well argued yeah. uh, legendary moment. He's lawyered all of us. Good one. So thank you so much for that. Agreed. Yeah, that was great. I wonder, I wonder how they got Peter Bogdanovich to do that, and to I be know. so, and to be so like you know, sort of self-deprecating with the yeah, the like a little silly great. kind of, and just yeah. like poking fun, yeah, at himself. It just mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. Wonder. Hmm. I wonder who is, has a white the horse king. <laughs> <laughs> the horse king oh yeah that was that was hilarious. from time with your father yeah I uh, just i was like what the fuck all right anyway 
Next is Chris C. Chris writes, I so wanted to love this episode. It's got robot. It's got robots and wrestlers. Another doppelganger. Ted being a giant geek, but I can't because the rest of the group is just so awful and judgmental. Hmm. The dorky Ted and everyone else at the party. Just because they're dorky and like fancy things doesn't make them douches. The way the group cheats Ted when he gets excited about these things is borderline abusive, and he's even internalized it by calling himself a douche for reciting what sounded like Aww. a lovely poem in Italian. <laughs> Let Ted enjoy being a dork. Yes. Legendary moment is the call back to a few episodes ago when Yuli's gold in the crossword puzzle and, of course, robots versus wrestlers. Thank goodness. One of my top five favorite episodes is up next. Oh, wow. Wedding mm. bride. All right. Looking forward to your legmo for that one, Chris. Next up is Lisa, and Lisa says, Hi, ladies. This episode is absolutely hilarious. I love any time anyone calls out Ted's douchiness, especially himself. It is really hard to pick a legendary moment because there are so many great lines. I really want to pick Marshall's comment to Van Smoot about the gong, but I have to go with this line and the delivery. Miss Lily in the living room with the candlestick. Neil breaks character to laugh in his scotch, and I just love it. This episode is so good. Looking forward to wrapping the season up and hearing everyone's legendary moments. Have a great week, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks, good Lisa. Kalpesh writes, hey, girls, I can relate with Ted in this episode, and I'm also trolled by my friends in the same way when I talk <laughs> about human history, philosophy, and and yeah, I can hear the fart sound. Legmo, <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Love, Kalpesh. Kalpesh, I think we're – maybe that's why we all get along so well and love each other so much because we're all just a bunch of big nerds. Yeah, nerds love things to their core. Like that's the thing about being a nerd is that you're just really, really oh, excited about the things you love. Yeah. You know? And I think that, yeah, we all have that in common. At least one thing we all have in common. We love this show down to the tips of our toes, right? How about it? Yes. Okay, next up is Tim. Hey, I'm a Patreon. I'm a Patreon friend member now and looking forward Ooh. to when how i met your father begins in the uk on disney plus Ooh, you're going to enjoy it i think mm -hmm. uh, my legmos for this excellent episode as a brit include lily <laughs> saying are you sure she's not british in it about marissa heller the other is marshall after banging the gong and being told off by that posh man it is the relic of his wife of 500 years that has not been hit since W.S. Gilbert at the premiere of the Mikado in London in 1885. Well Such done. a fun podcast, and I like that now I can now watch it. Best wishes, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. And welcome. Thanks for becoming a Patreon member. Mm -hmm. Rick writes in, Hi, ladies. This episode unexpectedly hit in the feels. The whole theme of the gang drifting apart triggered the same bittersweet feeling as the series finale. Mm, oh. Yeah. Yep. I've always felt that Himyam, despite the title, is really the story of a group of friends navigating adulthood together. Anyway, my legmo for this episode is the whole dinner party. When Ted recites Dante in Italian, you're not douchey, Ted. That's actually really cool. That's and the very cool. Very cool. And the barbershop quartet bit is hilarious. Low-key, Marissa may be one of Ted's best matches, honestly. P.S. I'm sure Ted would have some thoughts on Wordle and the New York Times. Haha. -ha. Absolutely. Thanks, Rick. 
Uh, next up is Rebecca. Last but not least, Rebecca. I have two from this episode, and they both involve Lily and Marshall. The first one is Marshall banging the gong and Lily picking up the candlestick at the party just to annoy the snooty partygoers. The second one is after seeing Ted's doppelganger at Robots vs. Wrestlers, Lily and Marshall agree to start trying for a baby after they've seen Barney's doppelganger. I forgot they saw Ted's doppelganger at this point, so it makes me excited for the upcoming episodes. Keep up the good work regarding the podcast and Patreon. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Uh, okay, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment from Robots versus Wrestlers? Seeing Ted in his element, for sure. It was yeah. just great. Okay. Josh Radner so genuine. Yeah. And like so earnest. Like you, you know, I love when you use that word to describe him because it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing him really just like flex this little muscle that he never gets to flex and seeing it be appreciated was just so sweet. Yeah. And so I think sweet. It's, it also gives the gang, like, I think it was Chris was saying that the gang kind of like bullies him. But in mm-hmm. that moment, they are the idiots, right? Like they're right. The, the douches who are being really douchey. And it kind like of. Barney's lies about like the, who was it? The pr- prime minister the or Dutch like the ambassador. That's a Dutch ambassador. Well, she. Yeah. And Ariana Huffington's like, you're too old for me, bitch. I love that. So good. So So yeah, they get a little taste of their own medicine in this episode. And that's why I like it. Because yes, usually they are pretty tough on Ted. Um, What's yours? It's it's hard to pick one. I loved all the celebrity cameos, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, I I love Mexican wrestler Ted, except for the the brown face that they did. I just love that that's his doppelganger because it's so different than Ted. Especially the Ted we see in this episode where he's like right. More like highbrow. Now he's just like this wrestler with like no shirt on. Like Right. Because so far the the doppelgangers we've seen have been kind of like a shadow Mm. version of the character. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Mm -hmm. Marshall. Lesbian Robin. And the lawyer Marshall. Yeah. So Ted's is like just so wildly different than what you think it might be. So I liked mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, so it's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to pick one. I'm going to give it to Will Shorts because we're close. <gasps> of course. Of course. You, ha- I think he would be offended if you didn't call it out. Thank you. I'll give him a call later and let him know that I made the decision to make him my legendary moment. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We will see you next time for the wedding bride. Get ready, everybody. Jed Mosley is in the house. No can doosville, baby doll. I hate it so much. <laughs> Not the episode. I just, whatever. We'll get to it. Send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you put the wedding bride in the subject line or I will lose your legendary moment. Uh, thank you to Rachel's Cookies That's and right. Treats. It's just a promise. It's literally just the truth. <laughs> thank you to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being our sponsor, as always. And if you love this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. They really help other people find us. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro outro music is by Owl All. Bye. Bye.